It's Thursday, November 4, 2021. We can get real on coal, cars, cash, and trees. Major agreements on methane, deforestation, and more at UN Climate Summit. But getting commitments that translate to real change is no small lift. As Critical World Conference moves into the negotiating phase. Plus, 2021 off-year elections deliver a mixed bag for the environment. All of those mixed bags and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. More than 100 world leaders pledged to halt deforestation by 2030. Of course, to do that, they'll need a detailed plan that they'll need to print out on thousands upon thousands of pieces of paper. (laughs) This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, a whole lot of stuff going on at COP26, the U.N. Climate Conference. But first, we've got some elections here in the U.S. Yes, the environment was on the ballot in the off-year elections across the U.S. this week. In Virginia, Republican Glenn Youngkin, who says he's not sure if humans cause man-made climate change, edged out former Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe for the governor's seat. In New Jersey, incumbent Democratic Governor Phil Murphy won a second term, which is good news for his massive initiative to remake the state into a regional hub for Offshore wind energy. Actually, it's good news for all of us on this planet. (laughs) Indeed. In Ohio, a Republican coal lobbyist won a special U.S. House election in a reliably red district. In New York State, voters approved an amendment to the state constitution guaranteeing New Yorkers the right to clean air and water and a healthy environment. That should be interesting. But in Maine, voters agreed with the ballot initiative to cancel a proposed high-voltage transmission line to deliver clean Canadian hydropower, which would have required clearing a miles-long path through the state's forest and was opposed by fossil fuel and utility interests. Hmm. High-voltage transmission lines are necessary for delivering renewable energy across long distances and are a growing area of contention and litigation. Meanwhile, in Glasgow, Scotland, the COP26 UN Climate Summit now moves into the grueling phase of negotiating the incredibly complex details and mechanisms to deliver on major deals announced by world leaders this week. I'm sure it'll go really well and it'll be totally easy. Issues like wealthy countries financing adaptation and clean energy technology in developing countries, emissions trading, enforcement, transparency and accountability. Before departing Glasgow, President Joe Biden urged world governments and the private sector to seize the moment. This isn't just something we have to do to protect the environment and our future. It's an enormous opportunity, enormous opportunity for all of us, all of our nations, to create jobs and make meeting climate goals a core part of our global economic recovery as well. More than 20 countries and financial institutions vowed to halt all financing for fossil fuel development overseas and divert an estimated $8 billion a year to clean energy projects instead. Nice. Was the U.S. one of them? Yes, we are. The U.K., European Union, and the U.S. all signed off on a new Just Energy Transition partnership with South Africa, promising more than $8 billion to help that country ditch their coal-fired power plants. Good. The European 
European Union and the United States announced a deal to end their trade war over steel and aluminum launched by Donald Trump, but also will require the incredibly emissions-intensive steel industry to decarbonize, pushing international producers into clean production methods like green steel made using renewable energy. Can that be done? You can generate enough heat with renewable energy? They're doing it now in Sweden. Nice. If they can do it there, we can do it here. More than 100 countries signed on to a new pact to halt and reverse deforestation and land degradation by 2030. The Glasgow Leader's Declaration on Forests and Land Use accounts for about 85% of the world's forests and includes billions in funding for sustainable forest management, conservation, and reforestation. More than 100 countries representing more than two-thirds of the global economy agreed to cut methane emissions by 30 percent by 2030, a very significant deal, yet it does not include major emitters like Russia and China. Because methane is a powerful climate-warming gas, reducing emissions now would have a rapid and significant effect on global warming. And finally, President Biden is backing up that methane pledge with action at home. The administration announced that the EPA and other federal agencies will now develop new methane leak standards to cut U.S. methane emissions by 70 percent below 2005 levels by 2030. And that will cover both new and existing infrastructure across the entire oil and gas industry supply chain. So lots of pledges and deals, but they all have to be backed up by action. And they have to be not blocked here in the U.S. by the U.S. Supreme Court. There's that, too. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me.